So, what would our vegetables say if they could tell us and teach us about God? Right, okay, for all you gardeners, now these are new potatoes. What happens to these If I left it, I did try and leave it out for a few days, but what happened didn't happen. What would happen if I left that out on the windowsill for three or four weeks? It would shoot eyes. Thank you, Dawn. You gave me the right answer. Yes. It would shoot eyes. If you look at that picture on your paper, children, can you see that? how that potato looks funny? It's got eyes shooting out of it. I don't really know why we call them eyes, but it's just what we do. And I think, isn't that, if you plant that, it's those bits that grow into new tubers, isn't it? Those eyes. Yeah. So our potato would say to us, open your eyes. Look around the world. What can you see? Think of all the wonderful things that you see that God has provided for us and created. We live in such a a beautiful um, part of the world. Isaac's been home for a week's holiday this week. He lives in Brighton, so he's used to being in a city, seeing the sea. But he's been walking around going, oh, the countryside is so lovely, it's so nice. It's, you know, people are friendly, and, the, the, you know, the, the, it's green and beautiful. Um, so we can look around and we can see those things using our eyes, but also... We need to notice, don't we, those things that aren't quite right. Those people in our community who haven't got all that they need. Um, those people who need a helping hand. And also, wider than that, people like our missionary people that we help support. We gave money to CAP last week, so we need to keep on doing those things. So that's my potato. Thank you, Dave, for the onion, because I left my onion at home, my next crop. So what happens when we start cutting up an onion? We cry. What happens, Thomas? Yeah, your eyes water, and it's like you're crying. And God cries too. When he sees, when he looks around his world, and he sees that people are being mean and cruel to other people, or he sees that there are people who are needy, he cries. He feels what we feel. And as Dawn read, you know, if who, who looks um, around and sees people and doesn't help them, that makes God sad. So... The potato tells us to look around God's world. And the onion reminds us that God cries and that we need to remember that God cries and we need to feel for those people who are in need as well. Right, what are these what are these here? Yeah. They're pea pods. I think these are like mongetooth, but they've got still got the sort of peas and that inside. 
And they all look the same, don't they? They all look the same. And if you open them up, they are the same. And inside, as humans, we're all the same inside. We, we look all around the world, we may look different, but God has made us the same way. And because things have gone wrong, everybody does some good things, but everybody sins. We're all the same. There's no one free from sin. So we do need to remember that. We need to examine our own heart and remember that we are all the same. And that you might see some people who seem to be doing everything right and who are, you know, doing all the right things, but they still make mistakes. You don't have to compare yourself to other people, but you do need to think about yourself and the things that you do and remember that we have gone wrong and we do need to turn to Christ and ask him to help us. Right. So, what human attribute did we give to the um, to the potato? Eyes. Sights. The onion. It was like feelings, wasn't it? An emotion, crying. These were all the same. So, this is. Wheat or corn, I never know the difference. Um, but what do we call these? Ears. Ears. That's right. So our piece of wheat or the wheat growing in the fields, you can remember that the ears of corn. The corn has ears and we need to listen. We might see all of these things and we might feel, oh, I'm not very, I can't do it, I don't know what I can do. But actually, we need to listen to God. We need to read our Bibles and we need to pray and we need to spend time listening. And I am really, really guilty this week. I stand before you, a sinner. I'm really guilty this week of being really, really busy and doing lots of things for church and for my family, but actually not setting aside enough time for quiet time with God and listening. I haven't done that enough this week, so I know I need to do that in the future, in this coming week. Because if we don't listen, if we don't set a time aside to read our Bible and to pray to God and actually sit, I'm a talker, you know me, I'm a talker, I do a lot of talking, and I don't sit enough and just with God. And, and often when I pray, I'll, I'll pray, but I need to sit and listen and hear what God is telling me to do. Because maybe he is saying to me, slow down, don't do so much, spend more time with me. That's what I feel at the moment. But the ears of the corn remind us that we need to listen to God. We can't do everything in our own strength. We need to listen and be guided by what he wants us to do as individuals, but also as a church. Okay. This is not a bunch of bananas, it's a hand of bananas. So this picture will remind you that we need to use our hands to
to do good for the Lord, to do the right thing in the world. And when we've listened to what God wants us to do, we can't just talk about it and have lots of meetings about it and then I'll think a bit more. Actually, at some point, we actually have to do something. We have to change our, the way we've been doing things in the past, possibly. And we need to think about how we can put God's words into action. So let's just spend a moment thinking about how we help others. We've given food to the local food bank and things that they people need. We've given to CAP last week. Who are the other people in um, in our mission field that we support? Molly? Ruth in Uganda. So how can we support her? Yeah, we can give a bit of money, but how else what else can we do? What else do we do as a church? Pray. Exactly. And it's been really useful having that WhatsApp group. We've been able to use that technology. So Ruth in Uganda gives um, Ruth and that information and then that goes straight there and we can pray. It's not always about physically getting out and doing stuff or giving money. Sometimes it can be as simple as just holding them in our hearts, in our prayers and in our thoughts. Who else? Who are, who are other missionaries? The Douglas family. Um, and during the um, 12 hours of prayer, I was actually reading all that information. And things things have changed quite a bit, haven't they, recently for them. They've got a new um, adopted child. They've got some sort of teenage children and they've got this younger child. There are things that are different um, in um, the, the work, the field of work. So I do encourage you to read um, that latest letter if you, if you haven't done already. Um, so again, that's something that we can do. We can think about them. We can also, you know, there's lots of prayer ideas there. Um, and sometimes we, do, we are able to, to give them money as well. Um, and who is our third? Jamie and Marion. Jamie and Marion in Paraguay. Um, and again, COVID has affected them, um, their area, quite a lot. And in a different, similar way to Ruth in Uganda, their practical needs are much greater now because, you know, as our government has put systems in place and there's still food in the shops. I mean, it's ridiculous. People going, oh, there's not going to be enough food for Christmas. There's masses of stuff in our supermarkets. And, um, you know, even if you can't get exactly what you want, we have enough. But in Paraguay and in Uganda, there has been no food and some people aren't getting paid. And so both Ruth and Mar um, Mar Jamie and Marion have been much more on a practical basis of finding food and handing that out to people. So they really do value, if you read those their letters, they really value just knowing that we're here. Knowing that we're here, knowing that we're holding them in our heart and in our prayers. That's a really important um, thing we can do. But also, remember... Our hands can do practical things. Oh, I just thought of a notice. Our hands can do practical things for our community and to help one another. And on Tuesday, this Tuesday, the fabric team, put your hand up if you're in the fabric team. Oh, brilliant. Well done. 
Remember, we're here on Tuesday, 9.30, for the first of our quarterly major cleans. <coughs> if anyone else wants to come along, do a bit of dusting with the windowsills or anything like that, we'll be here Tuesday at 9.30. So there's lots of things that go on in our church and in our community that some of you may not know about, but those things, those practical things, you know, this building, God put this church here, if you just turn around and look at those Bibles, those huge Bibles there from the 1800s, they've been hidden away in the office. They're out there now, just to remind us that people have been worshipping in this place for a couple of hundred, I can't remember it's more than 200 years, even though it, even though it, it, it doesn't look since 1807. And people prayed Non-conformist people, people who didn't want to be anchored, they wanted to read their own Bible, they wanted a building where there wasn't all this ornate, you know, paraphernalia. They prayed and they raised money and they built this building and they have been praying here for all that time. <coughs> to me that is amazing, that we are part of God's people going forward. So just remember that you are a very important part in that link. Okay, so potato, remember, use your eyes. The onion, remember, God cries and we need to act. Peas in the pod, remember, we are all the same, although we look different, and we need to remember um, and ask for forgiveness when we do things wrong. The ear of the week, we need to listen to what God's telling us to do, but we need to take time to do that. And finally, the hand of bananas, we need to use our hands productively.